Because let's be honest, it's never like your close friends who, who, mm. who mean well. And it is people that you don't know that well. Yeah. It's which is, yeah, you're right. Very, very interesting. People that are making yeah. snap judgments about your life. Or people on first dates where they're like, so well, why also, are you yeah. single? And it's like, <laughs> maybe it's like the weird doll collection I have. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> But again, someone who doesn't know you well. Yeah, exactly. Welcome to The X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. I'm Claire. And I'm Janice. We are breakup coaches, here to help you beat your breakup, heal your broken heart, and move on to an amazing, abundant life. Hello, everyone. The conversation has taken place between Janice and I, where we decide who says hello first. And today, (laughs) it's me, Claire. Hi, Janice. How are you? Hello. Good morning. (laughs) I'm feeling great. Thank you so much. Awesome. So we're really excited about this episode. This is kind of a moving on episode, Um, kind of maybe a breakup episode. We're not sure, but mostly moving on all about the single life. Yes. Um, Making you feel good about your situation. And also, I guess, a little bit of stigma bashing or stigma fighting and kind of doing our role with two people who have a platform to um, spread awareness about an issue that I actually think doesn't get that much attention, but should because it impacts a lot of people. Yeah. And speaking of issues impacting a lot of people, we wanted to make a statement on the overturning of Roe. And this is something we've thought about for several weeks now um, mm-hmm. and just wanting to make sure we could gather the words and not be honestly speechless. Um, so with that, X-Files would like to comment on the June 24th decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, severely limiting access to safe legal abortion in America for millions of people. This decision prevents us, our listeners, and people around the country from receiving vital health care and strips all of us of autonomy over our bodies and futures. As women with a platform, we wouldn't be staying true to ourselves if we failed to address an issue that we not only feel passionate about, but that impacts the health, happiness, and destiny of so many individuals. Just like choosing to leave a bad relationship or ending a relationship that isn't flourishing, being allowed to make decisions about health and bearing children affects a person's entire life. We have been criticized in the past for mentioning politics on our platform, specifically when referring to policies and politicians rooted in sexism and hate. We believe that a podcast about healing, dating, relationships, and living a happy life is exactly the place where such things should be addressed. Just as much as we believe people should be allowed to love who and how they wish, we also believe that people should make decisions about their health care free from restriction. We do not assume that everyone shares our exact same philosophies. However, we stand for the right of each individual to make their own decisions. Both of us are also passionate about women's empowerment, LGBTQ plus rights, and bringing awareness to systematic disparities that adversely touch underprivileged and underrepresented groups. Abortion access affects each of these communities in inequitable and life-changing ways. 
We are each committed to doing our part in our private lives to ensure that this misogynistic ruling is short-lived. If you have a platform, we encourage you to use it to speak out against the Supreme Court's decision if it is safe for you to do so. And if you'd like to provide support to people needing abortions, please visit abortionfunds.org or look into volunteer opportunities in your state. Thank you. Also, I have goosebumps right now. Yeah, I have goosebumps <laughs> as well. That was that was hard to get through. It's um, shocking that we're even talking about this right now. So yeah. thank you, um, Claire, and thank you to our listeners. And let's just really, you know, hang in there and everyone do their part and have hope for the future. Yeah. Yeah, for for I felt myself like getting like that lump in my throat mm. too, just reading that, which is pretty incredible since we come on this podcast and routinely talk about things that have like huge emotional impact on us as individuals mm. without that happening. Um yeah. so I think yes. yeah, that goes to feeling show. the collective horror of this and just um everybody that is just so terrified right now about their futures yeah i can feel yeah. it yeah so with well, that... let's talk about the question why are you single and singleism and why being single is awesome and how to i guess um respond to the singleism that's out there in the world yes so a quick Google search will lead one to myriad articles on how to answer the question, why are you single? And so many of those articles seem to be working off of assumptions that to be single is to be unhappy, that you must not want to be single and want to change that as soon as possible, and that this question requires a defensive answer. Mm -hmm. I'm just shocked that it's even as common as it is. Yeah. I mean, I mean so many people don't think of the implications of it, but we're going to talk about all of that and more today. Yeah. In the Business Insider article, asking someone how they are still single isn't as complimentary as you may think. Here's why. <laughs> That's a long title. By Erica Atan, founder of dating the dating site, A Little Nudge. Oh, I know that site. Ask, um, ask. Asking someone, so how come someone as wonderful as you is still single, is a terrible idea. Yeah, agreed. To start, this question is a backhanded compliment at its finest with undertones of what's wrong with you or why, do, why does no one else want you? Eton said in an email to Business Insider, this question immediately puts the person at the receiving end on the defensive when that person has nothing at all to be defensive about. It's true. It doesn't make you feel good no, to be asked that. No, you're like, I hadn't thought of it like still being single. Like, mm -hmm. like it's an answer that you right. can just give a random person. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. let's be honest, it's never like your close friends who mean a lot like who who mm. mean well um it's always like you know the weird aunt like yeah. at your party mm -hmm. your like family's mm -hmm. you know festivities yeah <laughs> i made a list um that i think we're gonna get to of how, ways that i've seen this show up for me as someone who's been you know single for a, a very long time and it is people that you don't know that well 
Yeah. It's which is, yeah, you're right. Very, very interesting. People that are making yeah. snap judgments about your life. Or people on first dates where they're like, so well, why also, are you yeah. single? And it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe it's like the weird doll collection I have. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> But again, someone who doesn't know you well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And apparently this is a very common first date question, which just, <laughs> just highly do not recommend. Me. Please mm-hmm. do not. So why is this question so problematic? One, it assumes being in a couple is the default way to be and that you're the exception, which is mm-hmm. interesting because we're born single. You, know, you, have to, single. you have to go to a lot of effort to be in a couple, but yet we look at being in a couple as you know, the proper way the to goal. be. It assumes that being single isn't a choice. I love that one. Mm. It assumes being in a relationship is the happiest way to be. That is, as we know, not necessarily true. true. (laughs) (laughs) It assumes that a person has failed because they are single. And it assumes that someone is dating just to be in a relationship. Whereas you could be dating just, you know, just for fun and you don't necessarily want to find, you know, your partner right now. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's a, that's a problem. You know, sometimes people just want to date, you know, casually, which is, I think, a really good choice. There's so many benefits that come from dating casually. Yeah. So let's be real here. Bringing single. (laughs) (laughs) Bring it. Bring in the single. single. Bringing single energy. Um, So let's be real here. Being single brings with it a ton of benefits and is an awesome lifestyle choice. Shall we review? Mm -hmm. You get lots of free time to fill with whatever you want. Um, You get space to focus on your personal pursuits. So you can like totally make a woodworking shop in your kitchen and you don't have to check with someone. It's true. I do way more crafts when I'm not in a relationship than when I'm in a relationship. Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, are you more fun than crafts? Maybe not. Um, It's yeah, it's true. But I just find that I let some of that stuff go. Yeah. So meeting lots of new people more often, um, there's just like, it. it's kind of like magic. Like there's mm-hmm. just something about being single where you yeah. just like people are drawn to you more. I don't know. And um, also if you're going out in public on your own rather than with your partner, you'll have more opportunities to engage with other yeah. people rather than if you're always or often going out with your partner, you know, the two of you are kind of engaging with each other and they're together. Yeah. yeah you don't... I mean, most of the friends that I have in my neighborhood, I've, I met originally when I was out by myself and so were they, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody kind of interacts Perfect. with one another. Yeah. You can decorate your home however you want, which is awesome um i actually saw someone on instagram or maybe tiktok where she was showing her like interior design of her house and it was like so cute and she had like pink like cupboards in her kitchen and all these things and um she's like so often she gets the question of like aren't you worried a man won't want to live there and she's like (laughs) what the fuck wow (laughs) so singlest yeah and also like I don't know. No men I know are going to care. Like, they're going to be like, awesome. Um, But again, (laughs) 
you know, why can't someone just do something for themselves rather yeah. than constantly looking to mm-hmm. be in a relationship and how to make space for someone else who, especially if they might not like your own style. Yeah. Like you're going to sacrifice your like it, own style to be in a relationship. Exactly. That's not your, your person. <sighs> if they hate your pink cupboards, like, mm-hmm. come on. Um, yeah. And like, just, I think this messaging that you have to like plan your life around the person who doesn't even exist yet, like in your life, that's crazy. So decorating your home, however you want, go for it. Um, you can also build your self-confidence. Um, being single is like a really transformative time for that. There's less drama for many people. Mm -hmm. Um, like less, you know, in-laws yeah and that's how it had that's one reason I stayed single for so long is I just noticed that there was just less tension and like less reasons for drama of various kinds yeah makes sense um you can gain more life experiences um because you're like maybe you're like our friend Kelly um you go traveling alone we highly recommend that um it's just it's a time to like push push the envelope and try new things uh you can watch whatever you want on tv at whatever time you want um there's freedom to travel and to move according to your own needs and wishes so like hey you wanted to live on the east coast like you can go do that you don't have to like work around another person's like location needs. yeah that's huge yeah it's super huge like your life can end up going in a completely new direction because you actually get to make decisions a hundred percent based on what you want um more space to design your life um after a breakup you can reevaluate what you want out of life love relationships your future um becoming more magnetic i like this i think i kind of like was alluding to this earlier when I said that you'd meet more people because mm-hmm. like people are drawn to you. Is that what you meant by this, Janice? Yes. Mm-hmm. Getting okay. getting comfortable and confident on your own, I think, attracts more yeah. people to you. Yeah. Definitely. And working on yourself more. I think that you have more opportunity to work on yourself in many cases when you're single. And that, mm-hmm. again, makes people want to be around you. Mm-hmm space to think about your goals your day how your experiences are impacting you what you want for your future you can also take charge of your own feelings of loneliness um i forget who the quote is from but i think it was someone spiritually enlightened like a monk or something but they said uh paraphrasing that most of the problems in the world are caused by humans just not being able to sit in a room and deal with their feelings like Mm -hmm. without going out and doing something Mm -hmm. Um, yeah interesting yeah and also um something else that i've read a lot because i study loneliness is that there's just as many people who report feeling lonely who are in a relationship as outside of one. Oh yeah and that's so much worse and so yeah that and that's what i'm saying so if you're feeling lonely and you're in a relationship overcoming that loneliness is probably going to be a lot more challenging because the you know the fact that you're feeling that way in maybe an unfulfilling relationship that's just a whole nother hurdle that you have to overcome and that that can be hard yeah 
if not impossible. And then you have to, you know, face like, what does this mean for my relationship? Whereas if you're single and feeling lonely, that's just all you. (laughs) Yeah. And dealing with that, that Mm -hmm. loneliness and being self-sufficient and taking care of yourself physically, emotionally, mentally can lead to enormous strength that will serve you throughout your life. So, you know, lean into it. If This is where you are. Like you're building a superpower. (laughs) Right. Yes, completely. So never assume or, you know, let's get out of this mindset that being in a relationship is better because it's not necessarily being in a relationship can be amazing and add to your life. But I want to, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to make you happier or more fulfilled or satisfied. In fact, I would actually say, I don't think that you thinking about being happier in a relationship, I think is problematic in its, in itself. Mm. You know, like you can be just as happy in outside of one. And even if you meet someone amazing, you're happy for different reasons, but I don't know that you have to think about it as being happier. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So you don't, I know it's tricky. People are probably going to be scratching their heads over that one, but that's all right. "Hmm, (laughs) I found a really cool article It is titled The Benefits of Being Single According to a Lot of Research, and it's from the website demarge.com. So they have all of these benefits, and each one of the benefits had specific research and studies that had been done um, to prove the outcomes. So according to a lot of different research, the benefits of being single include getting more exercise, better health overall less housework, stronger social connections, less debt, less stress, fewer conflicts, and better sleep. Wow. Proven. It's science, people. It's science. (laughs) Yeah, it's still so interesting. It is. It is. And again, being in a relationship can be awesome, but let's just keep in mind that, you know, it's not going to work for some people. Yeah. With all of the reasons that people may be blissfully remaining single, these same people will be met with the assumptions we mentioned earlier. And despite anything they may say about it, some people will always believe they don't really want to be single. Mm-hmm. When I wasn't dating at all, people would often ask me how I date or how I meet people. And I would just like, I don't. And people were <sighs> shocked. <laughs> they d- could not believe me. And I'm like, like wait, I don't date. you're just I don't want happy? <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> so this has everything to do with how our society discriminates against single people. So unlike other isms, singleism is often overlooked and even widely accepted as a legitimate judgment against a person. Um, so let's talk about that some more. So in the definitive guide to singleism, matrimania and related biases, terms and definitions for biases against single people, Woo! the person who coined the term Bella DePaolo, PhD, writes, People who are single are targets of stereotyping, stigmatization, marginalization, and discrimination. In 2005, in an academic journey, 
<laughs> in it's 2005 a, it's a journey it's, it's an, a journey. an academic it's adventure an academic journey <laughs> which it was i'm sure <laughs> but in an article <laughs> wendy morris and DePaolo introduced the term singleism to refer to the stereotyping stigmatization and discrimination against people who are single in 2006 in singled out uh, DePaolo added the term matrimonia to describe the over-the-top hyping of marriage, weddings, couples, um, I think even engagements, like, we've been there. So true. But yeah. the truth is, you know, even all, you know, all these reality shows where people are picking out dresses, planning their weddings, whatnot, if you look but if you go and see how many of the couples are doing a few years later, lots of them are already divorced. <laughs> yeah, and so it's something just to keep in mind. You know, just there is so much focus on the actual wedding and getting with someone, but a lot mm. of us completely forget that so many people who are in relationships are struggling in yeah. in that relationship or unhappy because of it, and. It reminds me of this meme I've seen recently where it's like, do you want a wedding or do you want a really epic birthday party? Like, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that you just want all your friends and family to come together and celebrate you? <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, so maybe try the epic birthday party first and see if you still want to get married. But I do think for a lot of people, they do want the wedding because we just yeah. we place so much value on, look, I found someone or I was chosen or, you know, mm -hmm. I'm in a relationship. And again, this is, you know, meant to be the happier default way to be. Yeah, which is a problem. It's a pr big problem because how many people get into marriages when they have so many questions about it, but they just think, oh, but this is going to make me happy just to be married. Uh, yeah. And uh, marriage, the more you the more I've learned about like wedding ceremonies, the less mm -hmm. I've liked them because they're kind of uh, very patriarchal. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> so in the price of being single by jessica gross on ideas.ted.com mm -hmm. single people face discrimination in the workplace de paolo posits that single people's non-work lives are often cast as less valid and valuable than married people's as a result they're often expected expected to cover while those with spouses or families leave the office early, take leftover vacation slots, or travel more on the assumption that they, as single people, have no need to be home. Mm -hmm. For U.S. singles, there's also many more concrete effects like insurance benefits, social security benefits, and pay. Um, one study showed that married men earn about 26% more than single men at, equi at equivalent experience levels and are generally held in lower esteem than their married counterparts. DePaolo and her colleagues created biographical sketches of people who were identical in a different study, except half of these sketches were described as single while half of them were described as married participants judged the pictures of the hypothetical singles to be less socially mature less well adjusted and more self-centered than their otherwise identical married counterparts that shocks me because i think it's the opposite i think that you have to be more adjusted to be yeah. single and happy 
Oh, yeah. But yeah. it's a bias. It's a bias. It's, it is a bias. And yeah, it's it's really crazy. And this effect was even more stark for the hypothetical 40-year-olds who by cultural standards are at a should-be-married age, but persisted even for hypothetical 25-year-olds as well. So at 25 years old, um, there's, there's hopefully subconscious bias mm-hmm. <laughs> around yeah. you saying like, hey, I'm, we're gonna, you know, pass you over for the married 25 year old because, you know, for the promotion, because they need the money more. They need the vacation time more because Mm -hmm. they have a family. It's crazy. And I I think that I find it really interesting, this socially mature thing. Yeah. Um, Because again, (laughs) uh, you know, there's, being in a healthy relationship is great, but there's also ways that you can rely more on your partner for various things and that it can, it can keep you actually stunted when it comes to, you know, social maturity. Yeah. And yeah, go ahead. Oh, and also like, this is, this is something that's alongside for women, you know, I, I think that, women are hesitant in the workplace to share that they are married if they're more career focused because Mm -hmm. there's then bias that's saying like oh well she's probably going to get pregnant soon so we we're not going to like push her for the promotion because you know yes well the issue of childless by choice is a whole other episode yeah (laughs) it's somewhat related to this but that also comes with its own um problematic nature as does the question you know do you want to have kids or why don't you have kids or are you going to have kids that is so wrong just like asking someone if they're single don't ask either one of these questions i will cut you (laughs) janice will show up (laughs) perhaps counterintuitively DePaulo thinks that the prejudice, oh my God, I love this so much. And I was actually aware of this, what we're about to say before we did this episode. DePaulo thinks that the prejudice against single people and the hysteria about message, about <laughs> marriage are an outgrowth of our insecurities. If the benefits of marriage were perfectly obvious to people, we wouldn't need all this hype around it, she says. The benefits marriage used to confer can now be attained in other ways. Single women can have kids, sleep with partners without anyone batting an eye, and support themselves. To say marriage is a good choice for those who are who genuinely want it is one thing. But to believe that married people are unilaterally better off than single people is, DePaulo suggests, to betray a deeper ambivalence about what makes marriage a worthwhile decision. Ooh. Awesome. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So this is a bigger issue than having to field rude questions at the holiday family holiday party. Yet let's discuss the why you are single question at a micro level. Yeah, Hit it, yeah. Claire. So here at X-Files, you've probably guessed, even if you haven't ever listened before, that we're big <laughs> believers in enjoying single life, even never looking for someone new if you so choose. We support you living your life as you choose, not how society dictates. We are not shocked that people out there can ask a rude question like this, whether intentionally being rude or not, but we wish it wouldn't happen so often. Um, So let's try to curb that. But since it does happen, 
we're here to reassure any securities any insecurities or fears that this question has a tendency to bring up some people so you know some of these insecurities can be and we'll just like discuss them as we go through um and especially i think that the people can have these insecurities brought up if they're not fully confident or used to being single yet yeah they're like i kind of don't want to be single maybe um but maybe i I assure you that if you feel any of these things the more the more happy you get with your life the less you'll feel this way. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so maybe an insecurity this brings up is that maybe you're, you have an unrealistic expectation of your future partner. Maybe your standards are too high. You're too picky. Um, and what I have to say about that is it's better to be picky now than unhappy later. And, you know, no one else has to understand your standards or your expectations. They're yours for a reason. Everyone's are unique. And if it's important to you, then that's fine. Like, keep those standards high. Um, Ooh, and do check out, scroll down a little bit in the feed, everybody, and look at our episode, Am I Too Picky?, And then am I settling? We took a deep dive into both questions. And if you're struggling with that insecurity, check out that episode. I think it might help you. Yeah, definitely. Um, Another insecurity or fear, like maybe you haven't moved on. Maybe you're not with someone because you're not over your ex. Um, And I think that, you know, um, I think especially if you were like the breaker upper, like, you know what you have to do in the moment you do it and then kind of afterwards you it's normal to have a period of time where you're like did i make the wrong decision am i actually in love with this person now like oh my god Um, i mean you were in a relationship with them so i think it's healthy almost to be having second thoughts yeah especially if like i i talk to clients a lot about like just not finding anyone else attractive yet like they're like you know i've been on a couple dates but they're just like not doing it for me is that because i'm not on my ex and it's like no no (laughs) like you're just you're either like not ready yet or you're you just have higher standards now which is completely yeah and we should do an episode on this that is this is a i think we might even have it on our list because it it's an interesting phenomenon that i also hear a lot of people talking about and mm-hmm. um one thing that just comes to mind is you might just be so used to associating sex and sexual attraction with your ex that you're it, you it, you just got to break the yeah the pattern it's a or the relearning the, yeah yes. mm-hmm. yeah it's a habit so um, another fear could be like, oh, maybe I'm just commitment phobic. Like each time I get closer to like the ultimate commitment with people, then like I cut and run. And I think, you know, that could show that maybe you actually would prefer not to get married. Maybe yeah. that's something to explore. Or maybe, you know, those were really actually the wrong people for you and you made the right decision. And it's not that it was the commitment you were scared of. It was the commitment with that person. So 
this could be spun in so many actually positive ways yeah. rather than saying I'm commitment phobic. You know, you could say, look, I'm having all these connections with all these different people. You know, so many, uh, so many people are interested in being with me, but I'm, you know, making decisions that serve, that serve me. And, you know, yeah. still I'm able to connect with people and um, it doesn't need to be like this negative. Yeah. Um, approach. Yeah. Um, a fear that maybe your picker is off. You keep choosing the wrong partners and it's like, that's okay. We didn't like come out of the womb and like know how to choose a healthy partnership. Like this is something you learn over time. So congratulations. You've gotten some reps in, you've collected some data. Let's keep moving forward. Um, there's a fear that maybe it's like, oh, I'm just bad at the dating apps. Like mm -hmm. I've been using them for years and like nothing has stuck yet. And the dating apps, we've talked about this too. They open you up to literally everyone who is willing to advertise themselves on a dating app. That does not mean you will connect with a large percentage of that those people mm -hmm. like you have to narrow it down yes. to people that you actually have like things in common with and and, and you have to put factors. in quite a bit of effort to you know fine-tuning things until it starts working for you it's yeah, exactly. you know it's not just going on there and just letting it happen yeah because it won't yeah um fear that maybe there's something wrong with you maybe you know you've been just like serially been the dumpy mm -hmm. um mm. and just like confused as to why it's not working and that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you it just means that like this is i don't know it's kind of like a message from the universe like hey maybe like learn more about yourself maybe yeah come into like more authenticity with yourself especially if you're trying so hard to get people to like you that's not you being authentic how mm -hmm. is someone supposed to fall in love with you at your core if you're just trying to do whatever it'll take for them to like you like mm -hmm. you, know, you have oh, to be yourself and then someone will like it or not like it uh-huh and again, yeah. this is all, you know, a learning curve when it comes to dating, figuring mm -hmm. out what works, how to, you know, put your best foot forward, how to, you know, shine the most. And we're going to talk about some of this in a bit. Yeah. And then finally, um, the concern that maybe you're just hard to get along with, <laughs> like, especially, I don't know, I think especially for women, we might have this concern, like mm -hmm. female presenting people where it's like, am I just like am I just like no fun or uh -huh. like, yeah. um, and yeah. because you know we what? put such an emphasis on how women, how women interact with men. Should you yeah. be laid back? Should you yeah. um, stand up for yourself? Should you do this? Should you be chill? Should you text first? All what of these things. Wear? And like yeah. every, mm -hmm. every tiny little decision is mm -hmm. like picked apart um, by should society. you compliment him? Should you ask for his advice? And there, yeah. it, I think it can be really easy for women to to think that they're doing something wrong that's preventing men from, uh, you know, enjoying being with them. Yeah. And to that, I say different strokes for different folks. Mm -hmm. You have to be authentic to attract someone who's like actually into you and not into the character that you're playing. So, yeah.
So ways that this question shows up, why are you single? I just thought it might be interesting to point out my experience as someone who, someone who has been single for a long time. I get asked by family members. I, and I'm also, um, the only, you know, adult in my family who one, well, actually, you know what? I went to a funeral in October and there was a handful of us. There was a handful of us, but you know, I have, I think 30 something cousins on that side. And there were, I think like four of us or something that, that were single, but, oh, I mean, and a lot of people, you know, who I hadn't seen in a while were like, so one of the first things they ask, are you seeing someone, which is like, why is that the only way or the first way that you can think of to, you know, relate and interact with me is to ask about, you know, my romantic life. Yeah. To ask about some stranger that you've never met and who isn't here. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you know what? It's just the way that we're socialized to think to automatically go to that. And it's funny, one of my uncles, so I have this crazy family situation that I won't go into, but one of my uncles who I hadn't seen in years and who is not close with my my dad's family or my dad he actually he comes up to me and the, the first thing he asks and he was sweet about it but he's also are you married and I said nope I'm happy and I'm si I'm single and I'm happy just the way I am and he thought and he got a little defensive and then my other uncle was like oh you know she can still be happy even though she's not single and we were or, she can still be happy even though she's not married and he was kind of you know ribbing him a bit and he, he he was really embarrassed and I have to say I felt so proud of myself because you know I you know I'm always trying to fight the stigma against being single and I thought I did it in a mm -hmm. in a really good way um Ooh. so family members um when I am getting to know new people I often find that people will ask them if I'm seeing someone or if I'm dating and why I'm not mm -hmm. um when I talk about my podcast. A lot of people want to know if I'm dating and have various probing questions, you know, about my personal life. Yeah. And like that, I'm like more accepting of because it's a okay. dating podcast, you know, like <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe that's just for me personally. I'm just like, ah, but you know. I think, so this is another thing. I'm also a date coach or dating coach. And, um, you know, I run a clubhouse room that's about dating and relationships and stuff. And I had one of my matchmaker friends, a colleague actually, <laughs> um, say in the panel the other day that when it comes to selecting whose advice about dating you choose, not to go, not to take advice from single people because they're single. And oh. okay, there were like four single dating coaches on the panel. On that panel. And everyone's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> everyone's like, <laughs> because I can I still I'm good at dating I'm good at relationships I think I'm yeah. good at communication I give good advice that I know helps people yeah, and just discerning. my being single has no it doesn't yeah. prevent me from um, yeah being good at these things exactly like if you wanted to get a, a partner to commit to you you could yeah. have one like literally in two days Janice like it's <laughs> not exactly like <laughs> you know that is true and I'm gonna talk you. more about that yeah that's definitely yeah. not an issue for me but it's because I was so I am so happy being single that I think people are yeah are drawn to me 
Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So I definitely don't agree. You can take advice from single people too. Yes, actually, yes. probably. I mean, have more you might, of an it, idea. Might, it might be better advice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this question can also come up at work events. You know, a lot of the times we're meant to have like a plus one and, you know, rocking up single to some things can, you know, elicit this question. And th this is another issue. You know, you should be able to go to things alone without people wondering <laughs> what's up with you. Yeah. Um, and then of course dates, it comes up. Um, can you think of any other times that this question commonly comes up? Um, I mean, that pretty much covers it. I think. Right. Yeah. So I hope that discussing some of these helps you feel reassured that you're making the right decision to stay single, even though your rude aunt Lily thinks that you should start pumping out babies. But what if you don't want to be single and you're legitimately wondering what you're doing wrong? Okay, quotes. let's talk about it. Wrong. So some self-exploration. Perhaps you're not picky enough. If you're leaping into the wrong relationship that doesn't have a chance of lasting because you just want to be loved, you want to have that happy ending, you want to be chosen, you're trying to force it and forcing it never works. Um, from the publication Up Journey, you might have unresolved trauma from your upbringing that makes you self-sabotage self relationships before they get serious. Mm -hmm. So you, you know, you just like find, find some reason that you need to end things before it gets to that scary point. Um, yeah. You may have been hurt in past relationships, so you avoid intimacy and commitment. You keep those walls up around your heart, and you don't let anyone get close to you mm -hmm. anymore because, you know, you've been burned before. And maybe that resistance is kind of coming into play here, even though you're trying not to be single. Um, <laughs> or maybe you're convincing yourself that you don't want to be single, even though yeah. you're not ready to be in a relationship exactly. because of some of these, um, yeah. you know, fears of intimacy, which, are, are, you know, that's totally fine. You can work through it. You don't have to always be striving for a relationship, yeah. especially if you're dealing with some of these issues. Exactly. Especially that, because I think you could long-term be like, yes, I know I want to be in a partnership in my life, mm -hmm. but this is not the right chapter yes. for that. So I'm yeah. not going to try to force it right now. Mm -hmm. That's a um, great point. Yeah. So um, you've neglected to care for yourself on all levels. So others aren't drawn to you. Um, mm -hmm. So this really reminds me of like law of attraction. Yes. Yeah. And that's, you know, just put, let me, I think of it this way, you know, if you're out there with kind of this burden of being single and off and thinking so much about how much you want this other thing and not, you know, working on yourself and just focusing on being happy the, with what you have, this, is this would result in what we would call in law of attraction land, you know, a really low vibration when you're out meeting people. It's not a very magnetic uh, way to be out in the world. And so yeah. people are not going to be as attracted to you if you are unhappy and if you are desperate, desperate. for a relationship. Yeah. In fact, I always say that the best way to 
become magnetic once you start dating again is to love your single life. I got to the point where I loved it so much and was so happy that still, um, well, you know, often I go out and people want to be around me. It's because I'm happy. I'm putting out a high vibration. I am confident. I am smiling. You know, people can tell that I'm an, a good person to be around and a warm person to be around. And then you'll, I mean, dating will become easier as well. If that's something that you really want. Yeah. So another, another possible factor could be that you're looking in the wrong places for a long-term relationship. So say you're like not really into drinking, but you're like, Hey, the bars are where you find single people to possibly make relationships with you. You're probably not going to have a ton of things in common with someone you meet at a bar if you don't like going to bars. <laughs> um, like, so, and if you do like going to bars and you're single, get out there and go. Get don't out wait. there and go. Please. Yeah. <laughs> um, or possibly you're not looking at all. So it could be the wrong places for you as an individual, or it could be that you're not looking at all and you're just like, I don't know, hoping they knock on your door or something, which is yeah. great if you're, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know that it could work. It could work if you have like a fixer upper and you have a lot of people coming through to do all the things. Um, <laughs> so not a complete no on that, but probably not going to work. I mean, you um, know what? So you seriously don't even know. So I've had people come up and approach me and introduce themselves to me when in, in you know, random cases when I wasn't even you know, socializing or even, yeah. you know, it just happens. So yeah, yeah, you know, maybe if you're remodeling, someone will come through and just think, oh, they look great. I want to talk to them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cute, cute plumber um, or something. <laughs> um, okay. So you do generally have to be intentional when trying mm -hmm. to find potential partners. And if you've been going with the flow and not really looking and it hasn't been happening and you want it to happen, time to be intentional. Um, so get on the apps, be authentic on the apps. Mm -hmm. That means that a lot of people should not like you. That's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and make sure to go to social events that are built around your actual interests, not just, you yeah. know, the, the general like singles events, mm -hmm. bars, blah, blah, blah. Those, those, mm -hmm. those are great. But, you know, like be around people that you have lots of things in common with some do things that you would love to keep doing with your eventual partner. So um, and as far as being intentional goes, you know, be intentional about improving yourself and working on your confidence. <laughs> yeah. And so another reason um, or something that you could self-reflect on as far as being single when you really desire a companionship is that you know, maybe you need to think about how you are getting out there in the world. And if there's things about your dating game that could maybe be up leveled so that you are putting your best foot forward so that maybe you are ha having easier conversations. Maybe it's working on your communication. Maybe it's working on um, how it is that you're texting. Maybe it's um, th little things like manners. Maybe, um, yeah, where can you maybe tweak? tweak things because, you know, like Claire was saying, dating does take intention and, you know, constantly, you know, maybe evaluating how it is that you're showing up in the world. Um, 
And that's why sometimes working with a date coach, I think can be really great. I mean, even just the way that you ask someone out or the way that you respond to someone asking you out, that can make a huge difference in, in the overall way that you connect with them. And of course, where is your courage? Where is your confidence? Are these things that maybe you could work on in order to attract people with courage and confidence? Yeah. So what should you do if someone asks, why are you single? So do you have a few generic answers to the question? As I just said, I do. And I just, and I say, I'm already happy. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm single and happy. <laughs> um, so, but some people might say I'm focusing on my career or I'm not in a rush. Um, Claire has come up with a list of fun, sassy clapbacks. And at the very least, I hope that these just um, help people to think about this um, question a little bit differently and um, why it's so ridiculous. So let's um, go through some of these. So why are you single? My dad doesn't have enough sheep and wheat for my dowry. That's from Elite Daily. I like these because it really goes a long way in destigmatizing single singleness for and it kind of gives a heads up to the person asking like hey this is kind of not a cool question to be asking it's not Mm -hmm. a serious question so it won't get a serious answer basically (laughs) this is a great one i noticed this one earlier i don't know why are you still married boom yes (laughs) this makes me think of a situation i was in when i first moved to denver I was not going to date. I, I just, it was seriously the last thing on my mind. Um, I, you know, wanted to get my life organized. I could, it just wasn't even a consideration for me, but I was working with a a woman uh, my age and she was married and she would constantly try to get me to um, meet people and to get out there. And she wanted to double date with me. And she was always trying to convince me, you know, like, oh, well, just because you don't have this yet doesn't mean you can't date. And like trying to encourage me, even though Mm -hmm. I didn't need encouragement, I was pretty confident with my choice. And the really interesting thing is that she was in the most unhealthy relationship, like shockingly bad. I could not believe some of the stories she would come to work and tell me like troubling shit and yet she's you know pushing me so hard to you know get in a relationship and I'm just like girl I am way happier than you like please deal with deal with your own yeah stop living vicariously maybe uh Mm -hmm. you know so Thank why you are you friends. single? You could say, I'm in a passionate love affair with myself. <laughs> That's cute. Uh, my arranged marriage is just around the corner. <laughs> I'm more into this title of CEO than partner. Yes. This is great. That's a bold question. Oh, <laughs> that is like, so wonderful. I, I really like that. Yeah. Just like say it like it is. I would just like to ask someone, why are you asking me that? Yeah. Like <laughs> what is an acceptable answer to you? What answer mm-hmm. are you looking for? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I'd rather be picky now than unhappy later. Woo. Some others from the interwebs. Why are you single? I'm overqualified. I love that. Um, it's because I choose fries over guys. 
very relatable okay. um <laughs> because i laugh at my own jokes before i finish them it's you know that's not everyone's cup of tea <laughs> and finally my very very favorite my milkshake did not bring all of the boys to the yard <laughs> so yes um all right and so just to finish up the episode let's talk about some ways to enjoy being single in the next week hopefully we have inspired you and revved you up about you this awesome part of your life however long you decide to have it last for a lifetime yeah. for a chapter up to you i think um, that one one reason i wanted to end with this list is because i really think that this stigma around being single and the you know pervasive singleism in america it can it can impact people who are single you know yeah. it can make a lot of people who are single feel like they have to have yeah. shame around it or that they should be looking just because you should and instead of embracing it i do think a lot of people operate with kind of feeling as though it's a burden rather than enjoying it and you know what if companionship is something you really desire you know chances are you know, you won't be single forever. And it's really an opportunity. It can be a really special time. So that's why I thought um, talking about some ways to, you know, enjoy it a little bit more might um, help help people to enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> so you could do a sexy solo date night. Mm -hmm. um, so that and, being like actually dressing up, yeah. actually making a reservation nice. at like a nice place, sitting mm -hmm. down, not just picking up takeout. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, totally. That is actually a really good tip. And something that I do um, in my life, I have had takeout like once in the last year. If I want something from a particular restaurant, I go to the restaurant and it is such good practice being out by yourself. It's good practice interacting with others while you're by yourself. Um, it's a good, good practice in getting confident being out in the world as a single person. I really, really challenge anyone who thinks that that sounds super intimidating to give it a try. The benefits of dining alone are you know the list is so long and i've gained so much from it yeah you can spoil yourself this sunday morning so yeah combat those sunday scaries mm -hmm. and like actually give yourself a luxurious morning pampering yeah have Re you know make yourself breakfast in bed yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly go on a solo road trip so like maybe take this next weekend go somewhere a couple hours away and stay a night somewhere yep. you know um if you're or think of that, something new that's within driving distance of your house and just go and do it it'll yeah. be a great feeling to have done that on your own go and do it yeah um i forget which number kelly's travel episode is but we'll drop it in the show notes okay um yeah because yeah, i think maybe you could listen to that on the way to your, yeah. on, your on your solo road trip Woo! so um you can buy a special treat that you haven't indulged in for a while and enjoy it um with the guilty pleasure show mine is keeping up with the kardashians because oh, i okay. love their family dynamic so it's just See, like that's, <laughs> that's something that maybe you wouldn't necessarily do with a with a partner and yeah, you know regardless be, this yeah. is all about spoiling yourself 
Exactly. Yeah. So you can also decorate an area of your house in a new and funky way. Like personally, I love that. Probably every couple months I completely move everything around in my apartment. It's wonderful. Um, so you can also plan a dinner with a couple of friends. Um, and maybe if you're struggling with the confidence piece, Make a list of all of your amazing qualities and not just the ones that you're like, oh, I know, I kind of get it, but also the ones that you really, really actually believe. Um, and yeah, and yeah, because I think like positive affirmations that you don't believe are just going to make you feel worse. Um, so yep, agreed. make sure there are things that you actually believe and you're like, yeah, 100%. That's a amazing quality that I have. Mm -hmm. Um, and finally do something spontaneous, like yeah. again, harder ticket. to do in a relationship <laughs> much harder. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause you, you know, you have to like plan around somewhere someone else yeah. and their work schedule and like all of these things so do something spontaneous while you still have the chance if you are searching for partnership you know use it now <laughs> yes everyone please take advantage of this time if you do your dating life will be richer you will be in healthier relationships you will look back on it with more pride and you will um have a richer fuller life overall and you know every day is going to be better if you can be happy with your life the way that it is and never ask anyone this question if someone asks you yeah, do your job don't. to you know com combat the stigma and you know don't let anyone ever make you feel guilt or shame or question your single status it's actually pretty badass and yeah we wish you luck out there if you want support on your moving on journey, please hit us up on Instagram. We love working one-on-one -on -one with people to, you know, develop confidence and courage after a breakup and, you know, attract, you know, relationships that are going to serve you more in the future. Awesome. We'll speak to your ears next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. If you liked this episode, please help others find us by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or by following the show on Spotify. And if you'd like to connect more with us and learn about break approaching, find us on Instagram at X-Files Podcast. We have loved creating free and accessible healing resources for people around the world who are looking for support on their breakups, broken hearts, and moving on journeys. Each day, we receive DMs from many of you who have let us know the positive impact X-Files is making in your life. Our vision for the second year of our show is something that we both feel so completely. We are looking forward to continuing to share useful resources each week, but also expanding our offerings to help people go more deeply with their healing and growth. Part of our vision is expanding the connection with our community. And to do that, we are thrilled to be launching the X-Files Patreon. Growing this aspect of our community will allow us to keep creating great content for everyone each week and also start developing even more healing resources and support. 
we would love for you to be part of the first group of the X-Files patrons. So head to the link in the show notes now to sign up for either the $5 or the $10 level. And we will both be looking forward to connecting with you very soon. 